This episode of Shootcast is brought to you by our friends at Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Monavale and Sydney's northern beaches are one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online or why not visit the brewery. Modus have also extended their sponsorship of the show with sponsorship of two Shoot Shield clubs. That's the Manly Marlins and the Ringarats. So awesome grassroots supports from our friends at Modus. Thank you very much. Round two came and went. Very interesting results. Looking forward to talking about all that action and previewing a bumper round three. We've got Norson Gordon, Uni and Eastwood uh, lined up this uh, coming weekend. So that's proved to uh, be very interesting and tell us a whole lot more about the Shoot Shield at the early stage of 2021. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our round two wrap. Joining me once again, Andrew Swain and Mark Cashman. How are we, gentlemen? Going well, uh, Burjo. Uh, looking forward to this weekend. Big Anzac round, isn't it? A couple of big local derbies. Norse and Gordon and uh, uh, Ramwick versus Eastern Suburbs at Coogee Yeah. you got to love those derbies, don't you, Casho? That's... Um... That's that's it's a beauty, and especially at Anzac Round, there's just something really special about being at those grounds, listening to the last post um, at those suburban grounds, and um, and getting amongst it on that Anzac weekend. Absolutely. Well, uh, Spaney, we got an interesting look of um, little little Super Rugby catch up from the weekend, mate. Tars v Force was a tight one, and that man um, uh, Ben Donaldson, who was in the spotlight last week for. Some, some maybe not the best reasons, but some, you know, controversial reasons. He, he certainly had a pretty good game, though. I thought. Yeah, stepped up big time. I thought Ben Donaldson. He, um, you know, definitely answered his critics. That's for sure. I think, uh, I think that, you know, the Tars they just they, they haven't made winning a habit at the moment, have they? They they're really no. struggling to just convert. Um, you know, against the the Brumbies a couple of weeks back, and then against the Force on the weekend, it was uh, same old story. They just they can't get the W at the moment, but they're thereabouts, aren't they? They're, they're getting better, and um, and I thought Ben Donaldson was was brilliant uh, on on the weekend in a, in a losing side. Um, Isaiah Parisi, probably man of the match in the losing side as well. I reckon that guy's just a beast in the centres. Um, I called him for gold this year. I'm still hanging hanging on. I reckon he might be a late inclusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. Um, was was brilliant, but it was a, it was a great finish, wasn't it? Um, and you know the force got the job done at home in front of the sea of blue, kept their finals hopes alive. So there's still uh, still plenty to unfold this weekend. The force take on the Reds, and then the Rebels uh, against the Tars on Saturday night. It's um, it's all to play for for both those teams. I spoke to uh, Ben Batcher earlier this week, and he, he was the one whose comments caused such a stir about uh, them preferring Donaldson and uh, what he was what he was stressing to me was the fact that uh, he, uh, he it wasn't a sledge against the actual player and that uh, the player proved how good he was on the, on Saturday night didn't he but yeah. it, it was about the process that the uh, that the selection was made so uh, it yeah. continues to fester on yeah no very much so and I think that's um pretty apparent from our conversation last week and and what we read into the article and the comments that were made was was not about Donaldson. I mean, for all accounts, he is a good player and he showed in the weekend that, yeah, he looks like a a very good player. So uh, more about the process. But 
Swaney, we can start um, obviously getting excited about the super finals in Australia, but uh, Trans-Tasman Super Rugby has been given the green light, so not too far away, hey? Yeah, it's brilliant. So you'll get the the semi-qualifying uh, final, or the Super Rugby qualifier, they call it, uh, a GIO stadium. Then you've got the grand final a week later at Suncorp Stadium where you expect that they'd get a big crowd. Um, you know, upwards of 40, 50 at, at Suncorp Stadium for a, for a grand final. And then Trans-Tasman, immediately the week after, the Reds have to play the Highlanders six days later. So uh, it's going to be um, brilliant to, to get that up and running. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. The first Saturday is an absolute belter. It's a, a triple header, Crusaders v Brumbies. And then uh, I think the Rebels play down in Melbourne, and then you've got the Force playing the late game on Saturday night. So you could wow. literally roll in from a bit of club rugby at 3 p.m. Mm. and roll all the way till nearly midnight um, watching live rugby on stand. Fire up the barbie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fire up the barbie, fill up the eskies, crack the uh, bag of ice, and uh, and away you go. Yeah, beautiful. As, as, as they say on another uh, radio show, when too much rugby's not enough. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Exactly I see, right. I see the Kiwis are uh, bashing themselves senseless in RTRO. They've got an injury rate like you wouldn't believe, and um, they're starting to question the long-term viability of, of their competition given the intensity of it. So hopefully I'm sort of hoping they are a little bit wounded by the time we come marching into town, hey? Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, look, there's been some great games over there, hasn't there? And yeah. it's isn't it nice to just hear that from coming across the ditch after they decided, uh, you know, a little while back they didn't need us? Um, mm. I actually think they might. So yeah. <laughs> it's nice yeah, to hear it. Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. Well, that's very exciting. Uh, we're going to jump into the rugby uh, pretty quickly. I have to say... Uh, just again, just want to pay compliments to the stand coverage. It's just cash show. It's just sensational, mate. It's just right there at your fingertips. You've got the mini match, got the highlights. You can bounce around the fixtures. It's just such with such ease. We've got all this content, don't we? Yeah, and uh, you know, we spoke last week about uh, about some of the glitches there, and you know, like uh, it, it grows from week to week, and it's 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 like a footy term, you know. You, mm. you learn. Week one to week two, and uh, yep. that's what the stand coverage is doing. And uh, yep. listen, it's uh, it's an absolutely monumental task to actually get it on onto our screens uh, every week. So, uh, well done, boys. I, uh, I I don't know how you back up from week to week, Swaney. It's uh, it's it's a huge task. Yeah, the team who are you know getting it done at the moment, um, yeah, absolutely facing massive challenges and. Um, but I think you, you definitely saw an improvement in week two and you'll see an improvement again in week three, no doubt. And uh, and so, yeah, it's I think you're right though, Burjo, that getting the mini matches and getting the highlights, yeah. um, that is definitely a, a massive uh, add-on for all those stand subscribers, those people who don't just don't have the time to sit and watch um, six 80-minute games of, of rugby can get their absolute fill, um, you know, in an hour, obvious, almost. So, like, it's it's yeah. a, it's a pretty good resource, and I definitely think it's good for the the growth of the game, getting it, you know, in front of more people, and um, getting engaging a younger audience as well, who don't probably don't have the, you know, a lot of 
uh, um, younger viewers these days have got the uh, attention span of a goldfish. Um, Correct. A mini match doesn't take much more than that, so that's good. No, exactly right. They want to they want to consume content quickly. Um, we're going to go straight into the action. Uh, we're going to go to Foreshore Rugby Park, where a fourteen man Eastwood have outlasted Southern Districts uh, South twenty five Woods twenty eight. Um, fascinating game. Uh, Woody's got the red card within the first 10 minutes. Game sort of ebbed and flowed. Woody's actually pushed out immediately after the card and uh, then South reeled them in. Um, but Woody's just held on at the end. Um, amazing performance from Eastwood. And, and Ben Batch has got to take a lot of confidence out of that one, doesn't he, Casho? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Benny, Benny said to me uh, after the match that it was the most heroic performance from an Eastwood side in his time there. And he's been there for 18 seasons, mm. 40 and 70, 70 minutes uh, uh, with uh, with that one after Sani Tao got uh, got sent off. They, uh, As you said, they uh, they bounced out to 22-3 uh, after that red card. And then, uh, as you said, South reeled them in, but... Uh, one of the things uh, Benny said to me was 10 minutes in, I was thinking, oh, God, we're in a lot of strife here. But that's uh, that's not the message you, you, you send to your water runners uh, no. uh, 10 minutes in, 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 into the first half of the Shoot Shield game, is it? So, But, uh, listen, they, uh, they managed to manufacture a victory, and that was, uh, that was the important thing. And I'll tell you what, uh, uh, Todd Loudon will be looking to try and manufacture something, manufacture some points because... They're 0-2 from, uh, at, at this stage going in, into round three and uh, obviously desperate for a W. Yeah, a couple of close losses, wasn't it? And, and I mean, I've, I've watched that red card like five or six times now and I've, I've replayed it over and over and I guess the referee's in the best position um, to make a call on it, but I just I can't see it. I, don't, you just, I guess you can't see the, where the contact is made. Mm. Um, but you, you can't know. see a lot of those ones on Super Rugby until they've got those third and fourth camera angles with slow-mo. So exactly. I guess you're just going to have to trust the referee's judgment. But, yeah, you're right. It didn't look, from the telecast point of view, uh, particularly damning. But no. how, would, how would you know, I guess? And then there were circumstances in that one too, guys. I think uh, uh, the uh, the ball carrier was falling. Uh, Sony so Tower was... Uh, was sort of crouched to do a, you know, like a ball and all sort of tackle and uh, mm. it's all circumstance and anything in uh, in uh, in my book, but uh, send it off to the judiciary and uh, see what happens. Yeah, now, absolutely. How, how good is this uh, Michael Isley looking again? Uh, scored a double on the weekend, I believe, and um, just in everything. The second try score was a piece of athletic uh, freakishness. Um, he looks quick. He's into it. I just think... As I said last season, he's got to have some representative opportunities coming his way shortly. He is the real deal, boys. Uh, you know, he's he's keeping a big unit like Charlie Kale in in the second row, mm. and he kept uh, 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 Tim Anstey in, in the second row for uh, for much of last year when they went on that uh, run yeah. to the grand final. But uh, the real hero of the day, I thought, was uh, was Chris Bell. Oh, Just yeah. the way he controlled the game. And got them in front, and then then they just had to negotiate, hang on, and negotiate that uh, that last twenty minutes or so. Stepped up and picked the the winner from forty five. What 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 a great asset! Southern Districts, they, I mean, they're just the masters of a the comeback victory, aren't they? They've done it time and time again over the the last few years. 
Um, and you, you sort of, you almost thought that was what was going to unfold at foreshore on the weekend. But what about, what about that kick, Casho from, from Bell? It was a absolute monster, wasn't it? Uh, you can bet, a, you bet your bottom dollar the wind would have been howling down there too. The power lines over the, you know, above your head just buzzing. And, and it would have been, it was a real pressure kick and he slotted it. It was a massive shot. Mm. It uh, landed on those horrible fields out the back there that uh, they uh, they generally send the visiting team out to. So, uh, listen, it, uh, it just kept on going, didn't it? Going to South, though, you know, uh, a loss like that against 14 for 70 minutes, that's got to really hurt, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, uh, getting points early in the shoot shield this year I think is going to be, uh, be very important because... You know, we're we're running over 19 weeks before the uh, before the finals, and uh, mm. uh, early wins are absolute gold. So uh, they'll be absolutely desperate to uh, to get something under the belt, and uh, they're hosting Moringa this weekend. So uh, not an easy task. No. Well, one of the big things for for Souths has been staying on top of that injury toll, hasn't it? The last couple of years, and um, you know. Mm. The, they want to keep all their best players fit this year. Guys like Kagiasis, you know, Phil Potgeter in the back rows, are, are, you know, a big in, and, and you, you want you want to keep him there as well. Um, yeah, they just they just need to stay fit and stay in the game, but manufacture as as you guys have so eloquently put it, um, some wins now. That's what they need. Yep, they'll certainly be desperate heading into round three. We'll move over to Chatswood Oval, where the Premiers, who've had a blistering start to 2021, continued their winning ways with a 50-5 drubbing of the Western Sydney Two Blues. Um, It was pretty tight for most of the first sort of 25, 30 minutes, um, and then Gordon started to pile on the points. Um, Yeah, it just looked like a pretty routine, routine victory for me, hey, Casho? Yeah, yeah, very much so. First home game for uh, for, for Gordon, uh, and obviously a pretty good warm up for their big game against North this weekend at North Sydney Oval. So, uh, but listen, they're uh, they're a side that uh, obviously knows how to win. As you said, quite uh, quite tight at the break, but uh, you know the you know the more things open up, the more Gordon uh, came into the game. So, mm-hmm. recently. Settling in into that number ten role a bit, yeah, uh, he is. Yep. Uh, with, uh, with 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 a better fit and uh, Jacob Abel at nine goes well. And you know, listen, that uh, that uh, that uh, forward pack's always pretty handy. Uh, a run on debut for uh, for a kid called Tom Horan, who's the uh, uh, the son of a former Norse coach, uh, Tony Horan. So God go. knows how he ended up at Gordon, but anyway, these things uh, these things happen from time to time. And they've got a they've got a really good back three as well. Just just wonderful finishes like Pavlakis, um, that Pollack and Polar, the triple P's. Mm. Um, you know they they they're going all right. The um, the back three. I just thought they were you know always involved, getting getting busy. They weren't trying to hold back, and and then they they managed to finish all their and convert a lot of their opportunities. So. Yeah, they did. Um, they, they seem to have a real good uh, telepathy, for, for lack of better words, particularly with Abel and his box kicking. He must have set up three or four tries just off his little kicks in behind, but they're certainly they're all on the same page, aren't they? And one of the other things is that, um, and this was a hallmark of their play last year, which I sort of went on about a bit on Shootcast, but the variety in the way that they play, they haven't lost that 
uh, at the moment un- under um, you know Billy they under Billy Melrose they they've managed to um, keep that variety of their attack you know able with the box kicking and then able to um, keep it keep it tight at times and um, you know that they're they're just a, a really well balanced well rounded um, team particularly in attack. They, they certainly have Plan B and they've got Plan C, and I'm sure Billy's working on Plan D tonight at, uh, at, at training. But, uh, Burjo, uh, Swaney and I might go and put a cup of tea on and leave you to talk about Eastern Suburbs versus Manly if I can, if I can take the lead on this one. What are uh, your thoughts? I was going to try and leave uh, leave the great the great match at Willara till last, but, look, you've, you've raised it now. Uh, yeah, you should put a kettle on. I could talk about it for hours. Um, now I, I made my way out to Wallara, um, and I'm glad I did because it was a a great turnaround for the Marlins, um, a huge turnaround really. Like you've got to think how poor they were in round one um, to get it done uh, at, at a team where you know East obviously been one of the premier clubs the last few years, and it's a, it's a ground where Manly has really struggled. Um, over our history, really, for as long as I can remember, we've always struggled to win at Wallara. So you could tell in the first. Oh, three minutes um, that it was going to be different. You could just tell the enthusiasm, the body language. Uh, Manly did not have much ball in the first 20 minutes. They tackled and tackled and tackled, something they didn't do in round one. Uh, forced turnovers and just stayed in it. Um, Hunter Ward was exceptional. Um, you know, they, I think Harry Bergeland had a lot of enthusiasm as well. Uh, big boys carried hard. Connor David was excellent. Could, Matt McGall has got to be very happy with the forwards in general. Um, but yeah, look, it was looking like, you know, there, there were moments there where East capitalized on some errant kicking from Manly and, you know, a game sort of, sort of see, but Manly just, East couldn't put Manly away. They sort of just kept hanging in there. They kicked their penalties when they had the opportunities, which was, um, you know, good captaincy in that regard. And we should have scored probably a couple of times in that last 10 minutes, but, you know, for poor decision-making, we sort of didn't. And, Thankfully, um, we we scored a try on the bell, last play of the game off a scrum move, and uh, that man, Halley Atwood, have kicked the goal. So, you know, I'm delighted for the team, delighted for Matt, um, because they deserve it after being put through the absolute ringer last week. Um, and I'm just, just stoked they got the result, because I just felt like it could have been one of those weeks where, you know, after you've had a flogging, you you try super hard, and the effort's just that much better, but you, you don't quite win. And they pulled it out. So congratulations to the boys. It was yeah, Berger, awesome. that's, uh, it was a fantastic comeback, really, wasn't it? And, and, and I spoke to Harley Atwater on Monday for uh, for Rugby News, and uh, he he said the week you know they uh, they they managed to compartmentalise that horror performance on Saturday. By by the time they came together on Monday, and they they just got on with it. You know, they uh, they knew they had to uh, defend like demons. They did that, so it's uh, it's it's good to see the one of the uh, one of the shoot shields powerhouses back up there and running. And uh, you know, one of the more interesting things I, I spoke to Matt McGoldrick too uh, in, in the wake of this game, and he was very very uh, uh, he, he gave Paulie Taumoipia uh, a, a bit of a rap uh, in, in in the wake there because Paulie came up to him and said, "Listen, congratulations on that. I, I've been through that." It's absolutely horrible. We feel for you, but uh, you know what you got to do is just get out, get back out there again, and uh, and 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 do Saturday all over again. So, uh, mm. uh, well done to all concerned there. Yeah, I, I 
echo everything that you blokes have just said then. And, you know, Howie Atwater, he's he's a big man for the big moment, isn't he? He just loves it. And, he loves um, it, yeah. Yeah, he stepped knows. up and just, just brought it back beautifully through the uprights. And, you know, the, the boys were very happy. I'd heard that there had been a – like it was a very intense – um, atmosphere at training that week. You, you're right; they'd probably um, compartmentalised what had happened the week before, but they were there was this steely determination at training, from what I understand, um, during the week, build up to that East game, and then yeah, they blew so many opportunities in that last ten minutes. Burjo, look, you, you put it you put it nicely, I think, but they absolutely blew a few. Oh yeah, there was a six on one there once, and the uh, young fly off had a bit of a brain fade and kicked it across field. The bounce <laughs> the other way, and uh, we're just looking like it wasn't going to be one of those days. But um, yeah, look, you go back to Harley there. I mean, he is one for the big occasion. That Rats game last year, you know, he was the he was under the spotlight. You knew he would be, and he delivered. And then he probably, you know, by Harley, you know, he, he didn't have a particularly great game in general play last weekend at at East, but. Kicked absolutely everything. I mean, he might have missed one, but um, you just knew, um, you know, he loves those big moments and he generally delivers. I know he played a semi final for Ringer in 2018 against the Woodies and uh, had a blinder too. So he does like the big occasions. So, yeah, you know, look, Manly uh, have still got a number of issues to sort out and, you know, attack's not quite right. And, uh, but look, they're just happy to be back on track. Um, and as we said last week, it was the first round. So scrap that, they're back into it. And, um, yeah, I guess East, East are probably feeling the same. They're sort of one from two now, but they'll be, they'll be, they'll be disappointed they didn't deliver on Ladies' Day because that was going off like an absolute frog in a sock. So hopefully, hopefully the girls cheered the boys up, um, back at the clubhouse there that night. One of the stories I heard, boys, was that um, that there were uh, uh, Eastern Suburbs princesses walking through the Manly Marlins warm-up area about 10 minutes before the start of the game. So it was obviously a tactic by, uh, <laughs> by, by the Eastern Suburbs Football Club and uh, I blame Mick Doyle for that, the uh, the match day manager. Oh, it could be a bit of John Murray too. That's a typical Eastern Suburbs ploy. Lots of blazers, lots of low-cut dresses. It was all happening over there. Um Absolute frenzy of eastern suburbs culture, you would say. But tell you what, they run a great bar downstairs, absolutely chock-a-block, and the boys behind the bar were just getting schooners out at the rate of knots. And you just love to see that at club footy, don't you, Sweeney? Oh, big time. And and you're right. that The, the clubhouse at Woolara is outstanding. It's a it's, ripper. Yep. It's a ripper. It's probably the best that we've got. I think it is. I think it is the best. Yep. And uh, and it's you know it's it's a great atmosphere. It's a good vibe. Um, it's everything that you you love about club footy um, happening, you know, there on a Saturday afternoon. So, you know, hats off to them. Um, and I'm sure that would have made the victory for the Marlins even sweeter. It's true. Yeah. Look, um, they're doing a great job there at least in that respect. So good on them. Um, Casho, we're going to head uh, up the uh, freeway, mate. Interesting game up there at Hunter. We sort of talked last week that Norse might encounter some stiff opposition, and for a lot of that game, it looked like they would, but Norse finishing over the top, maybe a little bit too polished, 23 to the home side, Hunter Wildfires 3. Um, but generally, things were pretty tight, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, I was, uh, you know, had the sunnies out at, uh, at Rat Park because that was the game that I saw live on uh, on Saturday, but uh Further up the M1, it was uh, it was absolutely bucketing down. 
cats and dogs, uh, a bit like uh, preliminary final day last year. It was absolutely belting down. So uh, Norse, uh, what they've worked on during the off-season has been to come up with a plan B and a plan C. Uh, Zach Beer's been working on that with, uh, with, with the rest of the coaching staff and the players and they're able to play a, a fairly tight game of footy and uh, mm. eventually got, got over the top of a very, very big wild, wildfire side. Uh, uh, all the Norse boys said to me was that they uh, that's the biggest side they've seen in the shoot shield ever. But uh, wow. from a Norse point of view, Tyler Kearns, the new tight end prop, did very well. Jeremy Burrell, who played at the wildfires last year, uh, did very well. Nick Duffy uh, was uh, an outstanding uh, sort of contributor there. And Angus Sinclair just uh, just steered him around the field a bit. He was uh, he uh, he spoke to me in the wake of the game. And uh, uh, Angus, being the uh, the bit of a perfectionist that he is, bit of a hard marker, said they need to add a few more layers to their attack to uh, uh, to actually uh, challenge some some of the bigger sides. But uh, uh, Round two, they're, uh, they're they're two from two, so uh, Norse are travelling along nicely, and that win for the Hunter side, I don't think, is too far away. They're, they're yeah. starting to come together. A lot of moving parts up there through the off season and their recruitment uh, strategy. So they just need time together, and and it's going to come. Yeah, I think you're right. I think a win's not far away for the Wildfires. I see uh, our mate Jevons Fellows uh, cross the stripe again. He's just a try scoring machine, Kasha. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, very good with his running games uh, throughout, and uh, obviously, uh, you know, like uh, a, a bit of that, uh, a bit of that good D that uh, that cuts them off at the ankles, and uh, you know, you, you get your jacklers in there to uh, mm. to uh, force a penalty. So, uh, good luck to him. He's got four tries in two weeks, so that's all right. Mm. I think that's a career stat, uh, <laughs> Swain, for you and I. Oh. Totally, and they've got a baller in uh, in James Morgan as well at, at hooker. Yeah, I'm a big uh, fan. He's a good. He's, he's a he's a great player. Uh, I'm enjoying watching him play. He's very busy around the park. He he gets involved. Um, you know, in attack, he's kind of almost your fourth Lucy there. Um, so he's uh, yeah, he's a he's a, a a player and a half. So yeah, just getting a bit of balance there. The the Shawman by the looks of things. Uh, and this, you know, this is their biggest test this week, isn't it? Um, against their old foe. Yes, right. Yeah, we'll preview uh, that one in a moment. Let's just wrap up these fixtures. University at home at the birthplace, too good for the Pirates, fifty-seven to fifteen. Um, I'm very impressed with Declan Moore. Uh, he's just having an absolute storm of a season. Looks like he's put in one of those typically Sydney University. Uh, pre-seasons. He just looks like an absolute machine, um, looking really good. I will say um, a little bit of the old Pirates razzle-dazzle shone through a couple of moments in this game. I know they got well beaten, but uh, they certainly entertained, uh, Casho. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I think uh, I, I, I think uh, uh, Gutter, Mark Advinson's uh, pulling together quite a, quite a good little squad there and uh, you know, like if, if if they get the luxury of having somebody like Carlo Tizano uh, in their ranks uh, anytime soon, mm. they're, they're going to be they're going to be so much better. But uh, listen, their their scrums always uh, always pretty handy. You know, you can guarantee 
that their lineouts are pretty solid. But uh, listen, you've got to be impressed with uni. Ten tries yep. throughout the day, as you said, three to uh, the Declan Moore, and, and good to see Tim Clements uh, grabbing a couple there. He's starting to uh, get his name back on the, on the score sheet and, and and being a major influencer there. So uh, it's his third year as Shirt Shield after uh, winning a Colts Premiership at uni. So. Uh, He's, uh, he's mature enough to uh, have a crack uh, and uh, and really dominate this competition. Yeah, I, I noticed, uh, you know, as I said last week, their, their set piece, um, you know, particularly on these these teams that are probably aren't as strong as the, the top teams, uh, they really just, they, they screw them into the, into the deck, don't they? And then um, just manage to score their points on the back of that. Um, so it's, it's a, you know, a real... Uh, big string to their bow, Sydney Uni. Uh, but just back on West Harbour, when you mentioned um, Carlo Tizano potentially joining the ranks, um, I, I thought Nathina, their their number six, their blind side on the yeah. weekend, yep, was uh, had a pretty big game. A couple of times he, um, you know, stormed up the middle of the field and and found the support, and, and he scored a try of his own. Um, you get. Carlo Tizano in there to add a bit of a bit of mongrel, and suddenly you've got a fairly um, dynamic sort of a, a back row uh, forming at West Harbour, which is, as everyone knows, that's the backbone of your club uh, and of your, mm. your first grade side. So um, could be something to watch there, I reckon. Yeah, it'd be, uh, be nice uh, for, if someone like West made a late run, you know. Um, it would, would be good for the competition. And, what, and one of the more interesting things is uh, – they can bring Damien Fleming on at first change, can't they, to uh, just do a bit of line and length. <laughs> the outswing, mate. <laughs> the West Harbour number eight. Yeah. <laughs> they, brought a, they brought a prop on late. It was an absolute monster. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was his name? His it name was um, uh, Vayatungi Murphy. Murphy, yeah. Holy moly. He... Uh, he made himself known with a couple of bustling runs uh, up the middle. It took um, a few bucks to drag him down, didn't it? He did. And the final play of the game, he'd made a run and was on the turf. And uh, I think the university number eight or number seven helped pick him up. And that was a task in itself. <laughs> but uh, he's, a, he's, he's got a, his deadlifts for the week. Mate, he's, yeah, well, no, not not, as, not the students, mate. They do 48,000. But uh, yeah, look, um, c- certainly some extras after 80. But. Um, yeah, good to see, and hopefully there's some life in the Pirates. But, yeah, uni uh, rumbling like the machine that we think they will be. Um, but Sterner attests wait for them. Um, let's let's go on to the final match uh, of round two. Kasha, you were on hand at Rat Park. Uh, I heard the Hillbillies were in full voice. So it was a great crowd. Um, went through 110 cases of... Uh, the great modus operandi, so the very happy uh, sponsors up there. Ringer 29, the home side, um, accounting for Ramwick 12. That's a big first-up win, Casho, for the Raddies. Yeah, listen, they're, uh, you know, it's it's never ideal, as uh, Rats coach Mike Riven said to me, to uh, have a buy in round one because you just want to get out there and uh, and see where you're at, see where that line in the sand is. And, uh Listen, he must have been pretty happy with that. They uh, they bounced out to a 10-0 lead uh, and then uh, Randwick sort of came back into it. It was quite tight at uh, at, uh, at, at half-time. But, uh, listen, uh, probably the, the man of the match was uh, one of their new recruits, Hugh Margin, who's, uh, 
who's come down there with his brother Angus from yep. uh, from Gordon. Of mm-hmm. course, uh, uh, his way to first grade's probably been blocked to a certain extent over the past couple of years by his brother Jack and uh, and, and a couple of guys that Darren Coleman's brought in there to uh, to to plug up that uh, that particular hole there. But uh, he decided to head down there and. Uh, and uh, and and get some fr- get some uh, clear air and uh, see see if there's an opportunity down there. And it presented itself on Saturday. He was very good. The line out, uh, a lot of clean out work, carried the ball well, and uh, listen, just just had one of those really great debut games. And uh, uh, I spoke to him after the game for uh, Rugby News, and he was saying that uh, this place feels like home. He, he he said one of the things after the game was. It took him half an hour to get from the dressing sheds to the after-match function to speak to his mum and dad, and it took half an hour because all the rat supporters were there slapping him on the back and congratulating him and, and, and asking some of the details about the match. But, uh, you know, uh, three tries to two. Uh, Ramwick looked uh, looked pretty flat, actually. They're obviously... Uh, uh, on 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 the back foot a wee bit with uh, with the loss of Donaldson uh, during the week, but uh, you know they've uh, they've got some work to do before they uh, before they take on East. And uh, listen, I'm I'm sure it'll come. There just there just wasn't that uh, that movement uh, that 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 you like to see from um, from a Ramwick side. So uh, plenty of work there for Benny McCormack. Just my observations around the Rats were that you know Tyson Davis in his hundredth game had a had a big one, um, you know, 100, 100 matches for, for Tyson Davis now um, and a guy who's, you know, probably one of the backbones of this team. Um, so that was that was impressive. And, and, and Dean Bloor looked very settled at, at 10, in the, you know, as their new fly half. So, um, yeah, that was, that was impressive from the Rats. Uh, a good win up uh, early in their first game against the, the Wicks. First run at captaincy for uh, Benny Maher and... Uh, he he did amazingly well. I, I only missed uh, one kick during the afternoon, so uh, yeah, good to uh, good to see him uh, him going well. And he came up and played uh, played ten late in the game, so it's obviously something that's going to happen right throughout this season. They've got options there in, in the back, that's for sure. Yeah, well, they had some. Um, I thought they had some very good uh, defence. They were up and up and into Ramick, Really got up in their face and, and knocked them over and put on a lot of pressure. Had a couple of charge downs early on, one resulting in a try. Um, and they've got a scrum. So you know, you know, the Rats have got that good back line there. They've, they've as you say, picked up margin. Looks like a, a good recruit. Picked up a couple of props. Um, got some game winners in Ma. And Blu-ray looks pretty settled, so um, the Rats could be in the mix. I know the Marlins Rats lunch is coming up this year, and uh, the Rats are actually leading in the ticket count. I think they've sold over 300. Marlins are around the 250, so just goes to show how well-supported the Rats are at the moment, and they're going to take some stopping. Um, we'll just go quickly, um, have a quick preview of this week because it is a, a bumper weekend. Um, North Gordon, we've got Uni Eastwood, and we've got... Ramick East, as well as South Rats and West Hunter. But we might just start at North Sydney Oval, Casher. This is a, a huge game, two undefeated sides, uh, two challenging sides from the last couple of years. Uh, how do you see preparation for the game? Gordon coming in hot and North uh, also looking pretty good. 
Yeah, listen, it's a four o'clock kickoff. I think a lot of people should remember on uh, on Saturday. So uh, there'll be a few Anzac Day sort of preparations sort of going on there. So listen, Norse have uh, have quite a, uh, a bevy of riches to sort of draw upon. So uh, uh, they uh, they had uh, uh, Jack Wetton coming off the bench, and uh, they had Brody Lieber coming off the bench as well. So uh, yeah, they're. Uh, you know they've got some selection decisions to make uh, during this week be, before that game and get, before that game against Gordon. Their uh, their backline is going to be very settled once again, and uh, mm. uh, their centre combination with Harry Bury and uh, Nathan Russell's uh, uh, coming along uh, really really nicely. But uh, one of the things that impressed uh, Zach Beer on uh, on from the weekend was the fact that they scrambled re- really well in defence and I think that's going to be a very important factor uh, in this game. It's going to be quite an op- open affair. Uh, significantly, Norse uh, were the only side to beat Gordon last year. That was uh, on a special day at, uh, at, at Chatswood Oval there, uh, there. and uh, that was the day that Reese McDonald got a crack at the number, number 10 jersey. So he's got a more permanent... Uh, uh, ownership of it now, so it's interesting to see how how, how that one's going to uh, going to play out. He's uh, he's very much uh, at the line and uh, creates a lot of stuff with his uh, with with his uh, with his footwork and uh, and speed off the mark. So uh, it's going to be a, an absolute cracker. But uh, all these games, as you know, one up front. So uh, you know, I'm, I really can't pick it. Be, between the two, uh, the fact that Norse are back at North Sydney Oval for the first time in 18 months, I think it's going to be significant, and uh, I think they might win by three to five. I think. I do, Boys, yeah. um, and also just uh, just quickly a shout out to a big Shootcast fan uh, who will be playing his hundredth game for the Shawman this weekend, Tommy Evans. Um, you get down there at 11:30 a.m. on North Sydney number two, and. Give uh, Tommy a cheer. He's a big Shootcast fan, and uh, and so um, he raises the bat. Congratulations, Tommy. Well done, Tommy. I hope the uh, two is new will be cold and flowing by about four o'clock for kickoff. Because I'm uh, with Cash. That one's a very tough one to split. I fancy Norse too. Uh, in a, I don't know why no rhyme or reason. With no confidence, I would say. But you know, I think maybe at home. Um, they might just get it done. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, derbies can go anyway, as we know. Just have a, another quick preview. Uni Eastwood, that's going to be an absolute stomper at um, university. I'm very much looking forward to how much Eastwood can upset university up front. They've got a big pack themselves. They've got direct backs. Um, I think the Woodies are going to turn the screws on the students. Uh, Swaney, what do you reckon? Oh, that's always a ripper, isn't it? It's up in Mudgee as well. Um, oh, so, uh, yeah, wow. afterwards, make sure you, you you stay up there and um, and enjoy oh, well, some wow. vino. Oh, how good, how good. Yeah, but um, yeah, this is going to be a belter, isn't it? Um, so I'm sure you know there'll be a lot of people who can't make it to Mudgee, so they'll be crowded around their TVs and have the stand app going. Um, but yeah, I'm oh, oh, looking forward to this one. It's just uh, it's just two really good sides. Um, you know, just going hammer and tong. It's always a good battle, Uni v Eastwood. And the uh, the, the word that I'm hearing this week is that uh, there might be a couple of Waratahs in that Eastwood site. So not sure if Tane's going to be on the bench uh, 
for the uh, for the Tars game, but I'm I'm, uh, I'm hearing that uh, Marky Mark might be uh, available for selection. So interesting to see what uh, what Benny Batcher does uh, with that. So uh, well, you can't, yeah, you know, they adds a bit of gas and a bit of experience to them. They can't jump the queue, mate. We know what Batcher's approaching. <laughs> <laughs> Goes a bit different when they come back to clubland, I think. But um, yeah, look, uh, I I fancy Easter. I just think they're looking really good, but. Look, Uni haven't put a foot wrong. I just, I just, I don't know. I've got a feeling about Easter at the moment, but um, we'll see. Um, the other derby, Ramwick and East uh, at Coogee, um, both will be pretty desperate, I would have thought, uh, in this fixture. Yeah, yeah, very much so, Virgo. Uh, uh, as, as I said earlier, early wins are absolute gold at, uh, at uh, you know, the, the back end of this competition. So, uh, you know, like... Uh, Ramwick really want to want 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 to get out of the blocks early. You know there was there was there was nothing Ramwick about the way Ramwick played at Rat Park on Saturday. That uh, that had a bit to do with the way uh, the line speed that uh, Jeff Toovey has obviously instilled at Ringer up there. Mm. But uh, they really need to to get on the front get on the front foot. So Ben Starkey's uh, going to have a have a. a, a a, a second week uh, in, in in the chair there, so I think he's going to be a lot more settled. But uh, what Benny McCormick said to me was they they've got to make people tackle them in the middle of the field so, so they can uh, so they can use their gas men on, on, on the fringes, and uh, it just makes so much sense. So some of those back rowers and some of those centres that uh, that Ramwick have uh, had uh, last week have got to got to step up and uh, and do some of that grunt work. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be an, another interesting one. Um, there's also, there's, I mean, there's desperate fixtures all around there. I mean, say desperate, it's only round three, but you you got to start churning your wins, as Casho said. We got uh, the, the Pirates taking on Hunter, so you know both those sides will be itching for a win. And then you know the two Blues taking on Penrith, and then South, um, you know who are zero and two taking on the Rats. Um, You'd think they're going to throw the absolute kitchen sink at Ringer down at Foreshore this weekend. Always a tough place to go for a northern sides I've found, Casho. Yeah, very much so. And uh, uh, there's, there's, there's nothing too flashy about the way uh, Souths play, and that's uh, that's what they're going to take to uh, Warringah. They're, they're going to scrum hard. You know, there's uh, there's going to be a lot of pick and drives. There, uh, there's going to be rolling malls off mine outs. Uh, there's going to be a lot of field position. So uh, it's going to be an interesting test for Ringer. But uh, it may well be beyond them. But we'll, uh, we shall see what happens. We shall see. Well, the oh, moment... Who could forget last year that game that they put on up at Rat Park as well, um, where Willie Latu scored the winning try 15 seconds before the end of the game. That's true. Uh, yes. 39-38. It was an absolute belter. And that had probably... Just be uh, sitting in the back of the, the mind of, of uh, Mike Rhythm. So, um, oh, mm. mate, these two sides can put on a, a real show. And I've seen it between these two sides before. It should be good. Mm. Well, Casho, what kind of a crowd are they expecting in Austin? Yeah, well, they're calling it, um, you know, they're saying it rivals the Marlins Rats Derby these days. We'll, we'll just have to, the proof will be in the pudding, as they say. 
Well, you know, listen, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure a precedent or two might uh, might inflate the crowd as as they do with the uh, with the Marlin uh, Ringer game. From what, the there were thousands at the Marlin Ringer game a couple yeah. of years ago, weren't there? No, I was invited and abetted by the Manly Daly via John Geddes, uh, the, uh, the the well-respected uh, former Manly Daly uh, sports journalist. So, I was always very conservative with my crowd figures. Passo, not so much. And Club Rugby TV... Very much not. <laughs> I think we had 40,000 at Manly Oval once, apparently. But anyway, um, yeah, look, uh, we'll be interested to see what the crowd's like at uh, North Sydney Oval. You know, a neutral fan like myself, um, uh, the Marlins have got to buy. You know, I, I could I could come over, um, check it out. I might as well get out there and get amongst it because I think it'll be a cracker game. So I'm assuming you were there, Casho and Swaney. Mate, have you got any duties or are you going to come watch some Shoot Shield? Oh, I might get some lower grade action in at North City number two and cheer on Tommy Evans in his hundredth, but um, then I've got to get out to Bankwest Stadium and watch the Tars v the Rebels, uh, calling Friday night Force v Reds. So beautiful, be a good weekend. All right, good luck with the call and Casho. I might see you at uh, NSO. Just uh, just get there early. There's uh, there's there's a there's a bit of reunion going on there with uh, a lot of the guys who have. Uh, Played a hundred games for the club. You'll uh, you'll see us in our funny hats on uh, on Saturday on on the hill. So uh, uh, if I don't re- recognise your Burjo, there's a reason. <laughs> Beautiful. Need a brush in Casho. Come on, mate. <laughs> well, that's the re- that's the reason Norse will get it done. Is for all you louts on the hill, you know. So uh... absolutely. absolutely should should be a, a cracking afternoon for sure. Beautiful. All right, gents. Thank you.